This episode of Duel of Taints is brought to you by Gilgamesh Brewing, making a beer for everyone. Visit gilgameshbrewing.com for more information. Welcome to Duel of Taints, the number one podcast where we argue about shit you don't care about. I'm Rhett. Okay. <laughs> that was our grandma's dog. How are you doing, Kane? I'm doing good. Good. What do you want to talk about today? I don't know. Well, let's do a for this week. <laughs> How about we? Oh. Uh, obviously, we're on the, the iPod again. Yep, sorry. We, we uh, just spent the last... Uh, we showed up today, and it's like... Almost two hours going down... Uh, uh, let's see, we talked about Ronda Rousey and... Um, Objectifying female bodies. Uh, we talked about porn, yay or nay. Playboys. Playboy. <laughs> we talked about marriage in general and all the, you know, cat calling and all and all this stuff. And then, oh yeah, we better probably should record. Oh yeah. No, we'll just do it on the iPod. <laughs> yeah, you guys really really miss out on the meat. Yeah. Me and Kane. I'm actually kind of talked out. Yeah. I kind of want to go home you're... and go to sleep. I know. I'm so tired. I just contact on HBO, so I really want to watch Contact. The movie? Yeah. Movie Jody Foster? Sucks. It's a good movie. No, I'm just joking. It's actually been, it's been like 10 years. So I could... look. Really? Yeah. Carl Sagan. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Carl Sagan wrote that. I forgot he wrote that. I think it's one of the best like pieces of science fiction ever. No, it is science fiction, right? No, it's based on a true story. Yeah. yeah. Right. Gonna, I they, mean, Jody Foster really did meet aliens, right? They, like, drive a car into a wormhole. <laughs> it's a space car. But <laughs> back to the Future. I was say, Back to the Future meets... meets uh... The book is all about them creating this, like, vehicle, like, to go in through the wormhole. I've never seen the movie. I've always wanted to. It's good, dude. Matthew McConaughey. Do you watch weird? this today? Do you have HBO now? No. I do. I'll even use my account. Yeah, we do. Um, oh, nice. Finally, Kane's relationship it, it, with us pays it's off. It's on a dish. Oh, Contact's on Dish? No, I think the HBO Now is on Dish. Yeah, no, buy it, HBO so. Now oh. is a completely separate thing. Oh. No, it, it's like a, it's basically like it's Netflix. It's like Netflix, but HBO. If it's all anything. Now. But... Yeah. <laughs> I want it now. I want Why don't they call it HBO N-O-W? Just do all letters. N-W-O? Yeah. HBO New World Order. <laughs> <laughs> we own everything, bitch. <laughs> Uh, no, pretty much everything that's ever been on HBO is on there. Is available for streaming. <laughs> content and, for, and you can stream it now. Um, so. content. What's interesting about context? So, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, who's fucking awesome in the movie, by the way. A movie about aliens mm-hmm. and wormholes with scientific it's interstellar. Phys- Scientific physicist advisor Kip Thorne, who is the scientific physicist advisor for Interstellar. A movie oh, about right. wormholes, starring Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, Actually, sorry. it would be interesting to watch Contact and then write and then watch Interstellar right after it, because that's that's an almost twenty year difference. It'd yeah. be interesting to see the science, like how far we progressed. And, well, Kip Thorne in, in theoretical like physics. Well, Kip Thorne already had all of his theories like made when Contact came out. Yeah. So nothing. But you're, but you're telling me that really he hasn't changed. made any new theories, any new concepts, or. Updated. Or discarded anything since contact? I don't know. I bet he has. I, I, bet, I bet you. Well, the science. The I bet you the science of the book is a lot more accurate than the science of the movie. Oh, I'm sure because it, is. it was written by Carl Sagan. Yeah. So you know. Fine. And at the book. time when that book came out, it was uh, 
it had the single largest pay advance of any book ever written. Carl Sagan was advanced $2 million by the publisher yeah. for, you know, to write well, the book. Well, Carl Sagan was that generation's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he's cooler than Neil deGrasse Tyson, too. Uh, honestly, I'd rather listen to Neil deGrasse Lately, Tyson, but I, I have a, 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 you can't, you can't get Neil deGrasse Tyson without Carl Sagan. Yeah. You Lately, can't. I've always been a little bummed out, like, listen, you know, it's like, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, but some of the things he says, I just kind of, like, disagree with, but he's so, like, blatant, like, it's almost, like, militant about it. I'm like, you shouldn't be like that. Like, why, you're, you're all about this, like, science of the unknown, yet you hate everything that's unknown and criticize it. Like. Yeah. Here's my problem. I'm actually going to sound very conservative like he did Christian the science all of, of Superman the other day, and I was like, there's no science of, like, God. Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, like, here's my problem. It's like, as a scientist, you should be, op- I mean, obviously you're open to fa- you, 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 facts, you know, yeah. you want to But he's so critical. But, like, like, things that aren't proven yet, like, there's no reason to discount them. Yeah. Like, don't necessarily... That's dis- what Rex dis- saying. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. I'm a, you're right. I, I should say uh, I'm I should have just come out and said, like, yeah, he's so openly critical of, like, Christianity and, and it's like, like, God you can't, and stuff. You can't, like, a lot of his theories, a lot of theories in science right now, like string theory... You, it's not proven. You probably, you can't prove it right now. Well, that's what I was it's saying. It's no too. different than Christianity to a scientist. Well, and, you can't. Like, you work with molecules that you used to not even be able to detect, you motherfucker. And now you can detect them and it's like, oh, it's okay. It's science. Yeah. <sighs> well, and how he is with, I think, a lot of, and he had this whole thing about, there's no such thing as alternative medicine. Medicine is based on factors, no alternative facts. That's bullshit. And I just want to be like, there's oriental medicine that dominated the medical culture for how long and, you know, cured how many A lot of that shit still works. And, and, it's just and, fucking... Well, that's my thing. It works like, in very underdeveloped countries. The word alternative and medicine, so too... so against it. The so word alternative medicine, too, I feel like is so dangerous because it's like... Uh, because I feel like um, uh, acupuncture is alternative medicine and it has, like, scientific merit and proven benefits, yet... By saying that alternative medicine doesn't exist, like, there's no alternative to medicine. Like, you're condemning something that actually works and is therapeutic yeah. to certain people. That's my only thing that he's, like, super shut off about. I'm like, Alternative what? medicine? <laughs> Fucking marijuana is considered alternative medicine. Yeah, it is. And, it ha- like, I mean, it works for people, to ke- like, for pain. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's funny. Like, it's, like you got, it's stuff that's scientifically proven like, to work. It's, considered it's just not Western medicine. Psilocybin is coming out as, like, a proven medicine, but you can't get it off Schedule 1 drugs. So you can't, you know what I mean? And it's coming out to have, like, that. There's they're coming out with science that shows that psilocybin, like, cures depression. Like, it erases the patterns in the brain. And honestly, like, mainstream medicine depression. ain't that good because meth used to be mainstream medicine. It's, it's big pharma, anyway. I, I don't know. People disagree there's, with me on all of this stuff, and people are like, right, don't condemn pharmaceutical. They make medicines and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, I'm just not, critical not of cheap. anything. Maybe. I'm critical of anything that's sole... Uh, occupation life is making as much money yeah. as possible, not, especially when it's making money off people. They're not being in the business sick. of helping people; they're in the business of making money. Yeah, no one's in the business of curing diseases anymore, and they're in the business of curing symptoms. That's always that's and, where the know, money. That's is. always I always tell people they're like, "Well, you must be against the cures of all these diseases." I'm like, "No, cures are great." The problem is there's no money in caring things anymore. Why cure it yeah. when you could just? Treat You're telling it me all the shit we're able to do with technology now that we can't cure AIDS. I know there, there are people working on curing AIDS, but they have such shit amount of money. It's like, if we really cared about curing AIDS or curing cancer... Elton John went. What? Elton John, he wants to make AIDS. Not HIV, but AIDS. He wants to completely um, eradicate AIDS in the next 10 years. Like, that's I think it's certainly mission. fucking possible if you actually put the funding into doing it. But no one wants to do that because there's no money. There's money in... There's money you know, in making guns. Retroviral. Guns and medicine. Yep. <laughs> you know, like... 
don't know. I, uh, that's, I'm super cynical of it, though, because it's like, and everyone always gets on me, they're like, why are you so gen- judgmental about any of these things? I'm like, I'm judgmental about anything that's all about big I hate everything and everyone. Pretty much. Well, anything that's sole purpose preys on, like, people being sick and not having a lot of money, yet yeah. you have to pay for it, regardless of how much money you have. That's, that's why I think the sucks. most evil thing in this world is health insurance companies. Yeah. They don't fucking... For-profit healthcare. For-profit healthcare is the most fucking evil thing in the world right now, other than, you know, ISIS. Uh, well... <laughs> I want to throw that out there. I mean, teach their own. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, yeah, he's just openly... Like, one time, one, I think the moment I started losing a little bit of, like, respect for his authority on certain things was when Chris Hardwick had uh, said, like, you know, on a, on a Nerdist interview, had said something like, Oh man, it's just amazing, like how perfect the human body is in a sense. And and Neil deGrasse Tyson goes, "Perfect? No." And he's like, "Look at us. We eat and breathe and drink water out of the same hole. If something goes wrong, we choke to death. You know, we blah blah blah. We do this. You drop us anywhere on the face of the planet without clothes, and we'll die, we'll be dead within twenty minutes. Like, you know, it's like all these weird. And I'm like, yeah, but but anywhere in the planet well i i he me- i meant to say 90% of the pla- on the planet you know like drop is 90% anywhere on the planet we're dead within 20 minutes i don't think clothes. that's true at all well 75% of the earth's surface is water so yeah but not all of it's super cold you can you can swim some for of a while. it's super hot though too you know what i mean like you drop in the desert with no clothes you're dead in 20 minutes you drop you know maybe not 20 minutes but you're going to die <clears throat> yeah he was just saying, yeah, like, body has a lot of imperfections, but I think Chris Hardwick was trying to say, like, man, the human body, like, all of its organs, all of its, you know, systems we... and canals and everything are very fascinating. The fact that it's, like, a bunch of independent systems, like, working together is just crazy. But that's, and that's what Chris Hardwick was saying, because he's that type of guy, and he's super bubbly and, and just so positive about everything. And maybe it's a front or whatever, but, and then Neil deGrasse Tyson just shit all over that, and I was like, dude, that's not what he's saying, though. Like, come on. I mean, granted, and then, perfect's the wrong word, but, like, man, the human body is a wonder. Well, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, are you meaning to imply that, like, God made us perfectly? You know, he didn't say that, but it was like, basically, he was like, he got super defensive and critical about it when he thought yeah. that there was, like, an inference of, like, intelligent design. Yeah. But he was just saying, like, man, it's cool that the brain, you know, emits all of these signals to the rest of the body, letting them know that there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, and so I started, and then it's the same thing. He's just critical of, like, Christianity and all this stuff, and he's just like, I'm like, dude, like, there's no, science couldn't prove half the shit we know 100 years ago. And I was like, and I was, I'm not saying that there's, like, a motherfucking deity with a white beard, like, hovering in <laughs> outer space, like, My children. but... Maybe it's a lot like, you know, whatever, like, when, when they discover God, it's just gonna, like, maybe they're gonna discover that everything's, like, interconnected, like, you know, like, via string theory, like, and that whole idea that everything's connected via strings and all this shit, like, that to me is, like, then that kind of means that we're all, like, one collective, like, being in a certain sense, like, we're all connected in that way, and that's sort of, like, a godlike being in a weird, bizarre way. You know what I mean? I don't know, it's just, like, weird shit, I'm like, you don't even fucking know, dude. You're just a fucking scientist, and you should be open to the shit that you don't know. You can't fucking sit there and say that you know without a doubt that God doesn't exist, because there's no way anybody fucking knows that. The moment that you pretend one way or the other, you're a fucking fool. And I guess that's where I draw the line. I wonder what Neil deGrasse Tyson's like in bed. I'm sure he's... I often wonder... I play games like that. I think of, like, famous people or people, like, big in the news, like... Yeah, you know, they're famous for, you know, um, discovering this or curing that or, you know, winning an Oscar for this. He's probably like, dude. He used to I be a monster I wonder if that person like, is, like, into, like, taking things in the ass. 
Probably that person's into weird shit. But he's like a pretty... I mean, he's kind of a man's man, I think, in a certain way. He, uh... So I imagine he'd be good in bed. But I don't know if he takes it in the ass. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's not. I mean, he might just got done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the other thing, too, is he, stinks! he, like, said something weird the other day that's, like, made a lot of people quite... Not the other day, but maybe a couple months ago, that's made everyone question whether or not he's been, like, bought off about certain things. Oh. Uh, Which, yeah. possible. I don't fuck yeah, it is. Anyway. Which we works in the science community. They gotta get funding somehow. Yeah. Which is so sad. But enough about Neil deGrasse Tyson. What, what did he say that was raising eyebrows? I don't remember what it was. I'd have to ask. We, we were talking about this when we were getting blizzards the other night. <laughs> yeah, but I don't... We, and it was the same conversation. It was just like, he said something that made oh. people think he was bought off. I don't remember what it was. I thought it had, I thought it had something to do with vaccines. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. But. <sighs> well, what now? <laughs> I don't know. Let's... Contact is a good movie, though. And Matthew McConaughey is like the total shit. And Jodie Foster is not bad in it. Actually, she's really good. That's actually one of my favorite movies of her. Jodie Foster. Uh, Granted, maybe I'm, re- I'm I'm remembering the movie with the rose-colored glasses because it's been like ten years since I've seen it. Yeah, same and ten here. years ago I freaking loved it. So I might watch it now and be like, "Oh, this is stupid." I don't think it's that bad, honestly. Because I think the beginning's a little weak. Like I don't like the whole SETI part. I think it's kind of boring. But yeah. actually, I, th- I remember liking that part. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. I just saw like the beginning the other day, and I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> oh god <laughs> I don't know what are the good science movies that are out there you know Event Horizon I know that's more of a horror movie but there's a movie about a spaceship going to hell yeah. and then coming back exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh that uh there's actually something like there's a part where he talks about bending like the fastest point between this you know yeah from one point to another is a straight line he's like no it's actually zero like bending yeah. space like, that whole spiel, that's actually pretty interesting. I mean, that's, you know. You know, it's funny because I do a joke about, uh, I do a joke on stand-up about uh, when New Horizons, the, you know, the thing that went down to Pluto. Yeah. And they took pictures and I said, you know, the joke basically was like, you know, did anybody else hear about this thing? I was like, yeah, was I the only one when I first heard about New Horizons? I was super confused and, and I thought people were talking about deep water horizons, you know, the oil spill in the mm-hmm. Gulf. And I was like, yeah, my friend came over and he's like, dude, did you hear about New Horizon? I was like, what? You know, what What the fuck? What's going on? They're like, dude, you know, they're going to Pluto. I'm like, what the fuck? They're going to go fuck that place up now, too? <laughs> and and everybody, you know, people chuckle or whatever. But then uh, there was a comic afterwards who went after me and they're like, the whole time Rhett was talking about New Horizons, all I could think about was the movie Event Horizon. <laughs> and I was like, damn it, why did I do that? That's my joke. Like, Space the Wood Island came back, bitch. <laughs> No, that's my joke. <laughs> Whatever, Kane. Go do stand. Five years ago, I made you watch the first half of that movie before the streaming fucking put it out. Five years ago, dude. Was it? Yeah, it was like... <laughs> had to have been. More? No. Dude, it was when you were living back at home. You know, it might have been more than five years ago. Five years ago, yeah, it had to have been. No, you're right, it was because me and Lisa have been living together for... Three over three years now, been together like four something. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like six years, six or seven years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, dude. Oh shit, I can't believe that. Almost as long as we, we've been together seven years, almost. 
remember it's like, yeah, because my parents are out of town. And and remember, we tried to stream it. You and me. Bailey wasn't even there. Where was Yeah, Bailey? that's right. Bailey wasn't there. <laughs> was this my graduation night when you guys, you stayed over at the house? You know, it might have been. That was five no, years because ago. your parents were gone and Bailey's parents were there during graduation. Um, Your parents were gone. It was just you and me, and you're like, "You want to watch this movie?" It's about a spaceship that goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. And then remember, we tried to, on Facebook. We tried to it stream it on. Remember that old website you used to go to, like Nova Film or something? Yeah, Film Nova or movie, yeah. movie Nova or something. Nova yeah. Mov. Nova, Nova Mov. Yeah. And we went to Nova Mov, and you tried to stream it, and we let it buffer for like an hour. <laughs> like it's gonna work, and then it played for like thirty seconds, and a buffer. Goes, like, oh, yeah, kidding me i'm like hold on let's just let it buffer all night long because we got like 20 minutes into the movie or something like i said buffer all night long so when tomorrow morning we come back like we'll, we can watch it straight and like, all right so we looked at that it was like an error yeah when we came back and my computer crashed <laughs> so like, we, like nothing uh, happened uh, uh so i think i don't think it, i think it was a long time before we actually got to watch the whole movie and that was your old laptop too the one that was like falling apart oh god I still right. have that thing. Do you? I mean, it didn't work. <laughs> I just, like, oh, I'm afraid to, like... Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I don't remember what that I... was for, but Bailey wasn't there, and your parents were gone. Fuck, what was that for? I'm looking at it, because you, you posted You know what? No, it might have only been five years ago, because I don't think I was living at home. I think... I think it was my graduation night. No, no. well, because Mom and Dad weren't there for sure, no. and... I think I was I was actually at home to watch Ma Max, be around yeah. for Max. So I don't think I was actually living. So it might have only been like five years ago. Yeah, you're right. I think we you were watching Max, and where was Bailey though? What was she doing? Does she work? Was she working nights then? No. No, because I would have just been out of high school. Worked at the salon at that point. Maybe you had something going on with a friend or something. Or did she go with? Oh, God. I mean, it's probably the most boring part. Oh! No, yeah, I'm maybe... Could it have been while you were on a trip or something? No, I'm looking right now. Because you posted on Facebook. Like, I just like watched a movie went... about a spaceship that went to hell and back. No, but when you posted on Facebook, that was like months after this... I don't know, but at least we'll know like around the time. Oh, that's a good point. Because it was a while after. I think I finally found my video cassette and I brought it over. Video cassette. <laughs> wow, that dated us a little bit. Yeah. Well, shit, five years ago, that's, that's outdated. Oh, hey, by the way... What? Oh, yeah, we almost sold your movie today. Oh, movie. A river runs through it, Kane. Oh, that. W you guys are. That's not that it's yours. Deal. It's yours. If you sold it, I mean, you could have if you wanted to. Yeah. I wouldn't have Don't know it. why I didn't. If you guys Hold did another quarter in my pocket. <laughs> did you guys watch it? Yeah, a long time ago. You loaned it to us when you were still living on Shangri La. <laughs> 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 also, maybe we have your memento somewhere, probably, too. Oh, that's fine. Oh. Oh, that is somewhere, yeah. Quit leaving your fucking trash in my house, Kane. <laughs> Memento's trash. You're trash. <laughs> Did you ever eat that other sandwich? Yeah. No, hey, time's up, man. You gotta give me half of it. You motherfucker. All right, fair enough. Uh, have you found that yet, Bailey? Oh, this is probably the most boring part of the fucking podcast ever. I'm working it's on like, it. Why the fuck am I listening to these guys talk about some fucking shitty movie they watched five, six years ago? And I'll try to figure out when exactly it was. Where's my tablet? Is that your tablet? Yes. This is the tablet you're looking for. No, but uh, it's just uh, I, I, I when that comic said that Thank I was you. like, damn it, that's so genius! Like, why didn't I drew the fucking conclusion between New Horizon and Deepwater Horizon, but not Event Horizon? You like, should work. You should work that. 
that into a joke, but you, I'm gonna try. Like I've, but, I've, but no, but like you know, not even the, the the New Horizon thing. Just like worked like it's about a spaceship that goes to hell and comes back. Yeah. No, I will. I've been actually working on a Event Horizon joke. I went back through, and uh, I'm trying to do. I went back through a lot of our early like Duel of Taint stuff, and like listen to shit I said, and like <laughs> see if we can get something useful out yeah. of. Yeah. But. Yeah. So that's a good good thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a. You know, though, there was this there was this professor or whatever who like criticized Interstellar because people were saying like it's a good science movie, and he's like, no, this movie is fantasy. And then he goes through and he said like, yes, this part would be good to teach in the classroom. This part would be good to teach in the classroom. This part would be good to teach in the classroom. And this part, it's only this part that's bad. I'm like, why is it fantasy then, you dipshit? You said they're all good in that. What part was the fantasy? I don't know. I don't even remember. Well, fuck, I mean, half the shit's it's based on theoretical physics. Mm. Theoretical physics can prove a fucking daisy can dangle an elephant off a fucking cliff. I mean, it's theoretical. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. And then I'm always the wrong person to ask you because, I mean, I just love Interstellar in general. And I think the more, like, young scientists that are inspired by things, like, fucking how many scientists became scientists... You know, because Star Wars, because Star Trek, or Star Wars, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, shut the fuck up about fantasy, dude. A movie where a motherfucker fights another motherfucker with a laser sword. No laser sword, the lightsaber. What other ghost science movies? Um. Well, I like all the like Star Trek movies as far as like actual science is concerned. Most of it is like not really far off of, like, what's conceptually possible. That's true. Yeah, Star Trek's definitely a little bit more pardon, I mean, pardon the expression, for lack of a better term, scientifically accurate than, like, than Star Wars. Star Wars is fantasy. It's a fantasy movie in space. I mean, you know, the hero gets a sword and a mentor, Mm -hmm. and he fights, you know, evil and... Whereas Star Trek, yeah, it's all, I mean, it's, it's just, sci- I mean, it's science fiction. It's set in the future. It's about humanity in the future and their exploration of yeah. the galaxy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you should have sold this couch when you had the chance. I should have. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, some of my favorite, like, I think a lot of things I've learned about, about science or, like, at least, like, conceptualizing science, like, come, came from Star Trek. You listen to their techno babble or the things that are going on, and you're like, "Oh wow!" And you just sort of learn a lot of like real world sort of like weird science. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? And like a lot of it is just like them coming up with extreme problems and then solving them. But it, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I uh, really wish when I was younger, like in high school, I was I wasn't more into science because I fucking love it now. Yeah, me too. Especially physics and astronomy. Well, I wish I had more opportunity. Not astrology, astronomy. I used to, that's how stupid I was in high school. I used to think they were the same thing. Me and Jason did a whole podcast on astrology the other day. Oh, really? I have to listen to that one. Yeah, it's the last episode we posted. And then my mom listened to it and loved it. You're not, what are you? You're a Sagittarius, right? Yeah. I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, you are. Bailey, what are you? Cancer. Yeah, you are. 
cancer on the ass of society. <laughs> <laughs> cancer that needs to be removed from society. I will cut it out. They generally say the closer to the solstice you are, the stronger personality. I think that's very interesting. I'm only three days from the solstice. I'm seven days from the solstice when seven is a more powerful number than three. Although three is a very powerful number in and of itself. I just don't care. That's like the weird thing, like yeah. when you get it, you start getting into like astrology and like numerology and like all that weird stuff. Like, yeah. But it's like a lot of the, I almost wonder if like the power suggestion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, me and Bailey actually talked about this at length the other day. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is a power suggestion. But ultimately, what I think I settled upon, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if Bailey agrees or disagrees with me. But. For, I was saying, like, I think a lot of it has scientific merit that we just don't understand yet. Yeah, and that's certainly possible. You know, like, because... At least. Because it's always, it's always been interesting to me that... Um, because I, I think it's, it is safe to assume that, uh, you know, we are... Our planet can feel the influence mm-hmm. of the other, like, heavenly bodies. You know, the other planets and stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. And so I think it's interesting to assume, like... Uh, I mean, they, I think so many people say that there's no merit in the idea that, like, the moon affects people, really. Which is bullshit. I think it does. We're, I mean, they, they, we're they, in they, an emergency room. Well, some girl <laughs> said that. She was like, she was like, yeah, by the way, there's no merit in that. I actually study, I actually study like, you know, sociology and these weird, like, paranormal... I wrote blah, blah, blah. a report on like, my junior year in high school. And I was like, fucking work in a hospital, though. Like, why are there more ER visits on... And babies born. And babies born yeah. on the full moon. You know what I mean? Hey, I, yeah, I can attest to it. Well, saying- even let's simplify it a little bit. People who fish, like like religiously, yeah. swear by the moon. Like you, yeah. Well, and the same thing with animals. There's more animal activity on the full moon. You know, you can see more shit. And yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting stuff. And but I've always, uh, as far as like you know, I was saying like we can feel the influence in one way or another, or or, or our planet is influenced one way or another by other planets in our solar system, and I think it would be ludicrous to assume that just because the influence is so small that we can't really detect it by, you know, hearing it or seeing it or touching it, like, it doesn't mean that it's not affecting, like, maybe the electromagnetic activity of our brain or, you know, they even say, like, sunspots leads to, like, people being, like, crazy or whatever. Yeah, I don't think we fully realize, like, how much gravity really affects us. Yeah, I, I always say that. And there's just like a lot of like celestial activity that we have no idea about. I mean, I don't know. I always, I always sort of say that I think that ancient people on Earth were a lot smarter than we give them credit for, and they just didn't really have the scientific means to convey it to the future two thousand years later. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, for instance, like something that I sort of buy into in a in a weird way, like a roundabout way, is like the like the feng shui idea, yeah. like the idea of like the flow of energy. And the idea that, you know, there's positive energy and negative energy. And your you chi. Yeah, and it's just the way it flows in your house to, like, affect your mood and affect your well-being and all this stuff. And I think there's some merit to that in and of its – in the sense it's like, well, certain things give you good vibes. They put you in a good oh, I, 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 I swear by that. There, I believe in good and bad vibes, not just from people or living things, but from objects. Yeah. As dumb as that sounds to some people, you can go fuck yourself. I, <laughs> I agree. Like – Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a very specific example for me of something like an object I possess that I get great vibes from. Yeah. And I, I, I always want, wherever I live, I have to have it around. And 
my my grandparents had this old iron cross with the you know, iron figurine of Jesus on it, and yeah. it had the word Einri, I-N-R-I, on it. And it survived the fire. And my mom let me, when when I first moved out, because our house burned down, it survived. It's all burnt and stained to shit, but it, it freaking survived. And it was in like the, one of the hottest rooms where the fire was like its hottest. And it, it didn't melt or really horribly damaged. And ever since that day, I was like, whenever around it, like, it just like good feelings. Yeah. And I'm not even like, I, when we've talked about my religious struggles off and on a thousand yeah. times, so I won't get into it. But like, for whatever reason, I have such really good vibes around the thing. I have to have it hanging in any house that I live in. Yeah. And I, I, so I believe, I believe certain things carry good vibes and there's, whether there's science behind it or not, or whether it's in my head, I don't think it matters. Well, that's what I always say. It's if it's in your head, it's just as good as science. Yeah. Because then, it, you know what I mean? Because you, yeah, they always say mind, effect. Yeah, yeah. I always they always say mind over matter. But then when you have this stuff like good vibes or positive energy or karma or whatever, like then people give you shit about it. Well, that's just fucking that's juju, that's juju. And then you're like, what the fuck? Like if it's in my mind and and it's one thing What's or another, like, like the fact that it makes you feel good or you get good vibes from it. Even if that just becomes like kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense where it's like, yeah. well, uh, you know, whatever. It made me feel this way one time, and now I feel this way all the time because it, that still means that that object has some sort of power in your yeah. life. You know what I mean? Whether it's, it's literal power or you're just in my mind power. Yeah. I, now, another example, like, people make fun of me. <laughs> I have a lot of chickens, ducks, yeah. and guinea fowl, a lot of birds, a lot of farm animals right now. The reason for that is I get such good feelings and good vibes from those fucking feel good shit factories of yeah. animals that I have to, I love having them. Like every day after work, I'll go out there for 10 minutes and I'm, it's better than having a shot of whiskey. It, yeah. it just, it soothes. It just decompresses. It decompresses me. Decompresses me. So I, I, I don't, I, like, I'm all about that. I, I, I think there's, yeah. And there's objects that I get bad bad vibes from too. There's certain things I just do not like being around. Well, so, you know, and, and it's weird to see, because sometimes there's things that like people hang on to because of like the the memory value yeah. that they have. I think and, that's different though too. Well, and but it, it, in a weird way, it's kind of the same. No, you're right. No, I, I I take it back. I think you're right. And especially because uh, there's an example that I can think of, and I can tell you about it off air. But uh, was that dildo I gave you last year? <laughs> yeah, I get bad. Bad vibes from that, but it's balls deep. It stinks! <laughs> Why didn't you watch a game? Uh, but there are um, certain items that, you know, I've had and I've hung on to that carry, like, bad memories with them. Yeah. And it's like I've hung on to them for no other reason than, like, well... Remember. Yeah, you know, but then it's like as soon as I get rid of them, I almost feel like my whole life turned around not really turned around like these things were holding me down but then it's like i just feel like a weight's lifted from me yeah like all of a sudden like those say that thing that happened like didn't really matter yeah or or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah i, I do know. and uh, maybe this is all just like heebie-jeebie juju but but i don't like it like you said if it's in your mind i feel like it's just as powerful as 
Because that's all, that's all it is. That's what I was saying about feng shui. Like, even if having your house arranged in a certain way doesn't make the chi flow from the east and through the blah, 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 and doing <laughs> yeah. stuff, like, even, even, but if you're, if you're in a clean house and your house is arranged in a way that just kind of flows and it makes you feel good in a good yeah. way, guess what? You got good feng shui because it's going to lead to you being in a me- better mental state, yeah. which is going to lead to you being more healthy because you're not as stressed, you're not as whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's, Far-fetched, but that's where I am on that stuff. And that's where I stand on astrology. Uh, <laughs> and that's my stance on <laughs> horoscopes. And that's why I like the book Contact by Carl Sagan. <laughs> uh, uh, in my room has led me to believe that Contact's a good book. Dude, if you don't believe in feng shui, people, all you gotta do is... Is... Uh, you know, find a play like for me, my my bedroom at the house I grew up in, right across the street over there. Yeah, dude, on summer days, at a certain time, the light came through the trees and into my window in such a way that it just filled my room with like the perfect light. Yeah, and at those moments, I always felt so inspired, mm. and I was like, I could do anything. I was like, I, I, so I, I jerked could, off. <laughs> I could write a book. I could write this song. I was where I was stuck on. I could do all that. And it's you know, in those, that's feng shui right there, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right, here's an experiment for your people for non-believers. I want you to find two bathrooms. One bathroom needs to be spotless, comfortable, but spotless, just clean, wonderful. And the other bathroom needs to be fucking dirty, gross, grimy, cluttered. Horrible. You need to take shits in each of those. And I'm talking massive shits. Like, I want you... <laughs> Taco Bell shits. <laughs> I want you to eat Taco Bell in the morning. And for lunch. And then hold it in as long as possible. And then go into those bathrooms and take a shit. And afterwards, then tell me... You know, that you didn't have a better shit in the cleaner, nicer, comfortable bathroom. That's feng shui. <laughs> And that's what we have to say about contacts. <laughs> and that's why Jodie Foster's a wonderful actress. Event Horizon. Yeah. What? It was the Event Horizon of shits, my friend. Yeah. Once I crossed that point of no return. <laughs> Every time I fucking watch any, like, TV, and I can't get enough of them. And they all say the same shit, but I can't get enough. Anytime I watch, like, Through the Wormhole or... Yeah. or uh, What's that one with Neil deGrasse Tyson that was just out? Uh, Cosmos. Cosmos, or any other thing, or, you know, through the universe <laughs> or whatever, where they talk about black holes, and, they, and as soon as they talk about the event horizon, which actually has a scientific meaning, it means, yeah. you know, it's the basically the the furthest you can go. Without going into the... Without going into the black hole. Like once without you get the, to the event horizon, you're going into the black hole, yeah, sorry. Yeah, once you, yeah. There's no but every time I hear the word event horizon, all I can think of is that movie. You know, and uh, why they call it the Van Horizon? Because there's no black hole in that movie, right? Uh, they create essentially create a wormhole. The black hole, I think, like has to do with like their ship's engine. It's like a yeah, it's a wormhole. Yeah, and essentially they create. There's no black hole in it at all. But like, why do they call it the Van Horizon? That's a black hole term for like black holes. Well, is there a black hole like in the ship? Like, what if what's no? There's engine? like it, it basically creates a. Uh, um, for lack of a better term, a wormhole. Because it takes you to a separate part of the universe. You know, create instead of a straight line, you know, you're traveling, 
you know, 50 million light years yeah, yeah. from here you to there. You fold the paper. You fold space-time. Like how they describe it in Interstellar. Exactly. And in context. <laughs> and, exactly. There's the three movies I can think of that they're all talking about the same goddamn fucking thing. But yeah, there's no black hole in it at all. Like, why don't you call it, like, I don't know, Worm Horizon. <laughs> you know what the, um, I don't know, what, what do they call those things? Like, like, uh, you know, Alien, for example, it's like, it's, the poster says Aliens, and it's like, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Like, what is that? Oh, uh, it's like, tagline. Tagline, sure. Or, uh... That's good enough. We know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Uh, Event Horizon, it's, <laughs> the tagline is, Infinite Space, Infinite Terror. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of cool. Um... I like how they call it Infinite Space, but, like, literally the movie takes place in, like, um, in, like, the, the atmosphere of Uranus. Uranus or Neptune, one of the two. Does it? Yeah. Oh. Look it up. I am. I have it right here. Uh, comparing the film to Alien, Hellraiser, Black Hole, Solaris, 2001. is a box office bomb. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do well. It had it's more of a dollar, cult movie now. Yeah, it had $60 million plot and grossed $47 million. I want to see, like... Yeah, but that's one of those movies that just managed to stay... You know, around long enough that they've made their money back. There's yeah. a director's cut. Which I've heard is actually a lot better. Uh, did we talk about the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven last time? Yeah. Oh, did we? Yeah. Like on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, director's cuts are interesting. It's weird to, like, watch a movie. Like They're always different, yeah. Better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at least Ridley Scott's movies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's, like the theater just shits all over Ridley Scott's movies. Yeah. They're like, fuck you, Ridley. Yeah. And he's like, well, uh, okay. Fuck, fuck me? <laughs> fuck you. Uh, I can't find anything. Yeah, which is baffling. Here, here's, my, here's my question. Ridley Scott is a proven director. Would, 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 you, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, fucking Blade Runner... Alien. Like Alien. Right, that was him, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, oh god. Black Hawk Down. Yeah, Prometheus. Prometheus, I mean, proven box office. And then, and well, then, and then had, the DVD sales, like, the DVD sales of his director's cut are always fucking amazing, like, yeah. great numbers. He is one director who every single director's cut has to be better than the theatrical release. I mean, Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. It's, Kingdom of Heaven, for sure. Like, I watched it the other day and I was like, this, the director's cut made the movie so, so much more bearable. He's obviously proven to be a very successfully or successful, you know, money making money making director. Why the fuck do studios not let him have the, like the original cut be his director, like what he wants? Because he's making you fucking money. Well, time and time again, studios have proven that they don't know anything about what people want. You know, I mean, it, just, it doesn't make sense. It's like if that's what his original vision was, and you already paid paid him to shoot it. So he's getting orbit around Neptune, you dumb cunt. Oh, was it Neptune? It's, it's, it's a Uranus or maybe Neptune. No. Anyway, keep going. But yeah, they but they should just give him like free reign. They're like Ridley, you've done well. Yeah, you you obviously make, make the this movie money. You need to make, and we're gonna pay. We're gonna give you the money to make those scenes that we're gonna make you cut out anyways. So you might as well just make the movie you want to make, and we'll find out. It's so weird. Like, I wish that there was a way to see director's cuts in theaters. You know what I mean? It's like, just yeah. let's see the movie that the director... But it makes sense, because sometimes director's cuts are put together and cut, like, after the theatrical. Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> the ship leapt outside of the known universe and into another dimension, described later on by Dr. Weir as, quote-unquote, a dimension of pure chaos, pure evil, and implied to be hell. <laughs> In parentheses. <laughs> Basically hell. Uh, you know nothing. Hell is only a word. The reality is much, much The Event worse. Horizon is the name of the ship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, why do they call it the ship Event Horizon? I don't know. There's why no do they call ships anything? Why do they call the ship the Enterprise? That's a good question. Why do they call the ship the Enterprise? I thought you would know I, this. I think ship names are generally just sort of... Uh, I was about to say superfluous, but I don't know. Uh, no, that's not the right word. Uh, they're kind of arbitrary. They don't really... I don't think they really mean anything. Well, back in the day, always you always had to have a ship. It always had a, it was bad luck not to have a name on a ship. And it always had to be a woman's name. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, you know, because you always refer to a ship as a she. Why is that? Um, to this day, people still refer to sh- like ships as a she because because they're carrying you. Yeah, I was gonna say because women. That's are, what women are more nurturing. Probably around the superstition, it's like, you know, if your ship's a woman, it'll nurture you through bad times. I don't know. The Event Horizon has then gained evil sentience and telepathic abilities. (laughs) Is this like the movie poster um, thing or description? I'm on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, sorry. I just saw that and I was like, wow, I have to say that. There's another ship called the Lewis and Clark, apparently, in this. Yeah, that's the one that they, they arrived to the Event Horizon on. I have always thought that the name of the ship should sort of, like, capture the spirit of, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. But so I think certain ships, I, I feel like the names are kind of arbitrary. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the Jenny or the whatever it is on, on Forrest Gump. The Jenny. The Jenny 1. Jenny uh, 2. Jenny 3. You know, but the Enterprise, I mean, I think the only thing going for that, the reason they went with Enterprise is I think it, because it's probably like the most common ship name at that point. I mean, because there was like an Enterprise like always throughout history, I think. Mm. It was always a big ship and like, you know, the, in the, Her Majesty's service and Royal or Navy. Yeah, the United States Navy has Enterprise. Yeah, you know, but I think it's supposed to like capture, like, I don't know, you know, there's like that, there's like. The wash, you know, ships named after presidents or ships named after uh, just random shit. Mm-hmm. Whenever I used, I like used to write stories and stuff in like high school. And whenever I would name ships, I would always name them after like, you know, things that I liked, like rivers and geographical features mm-hmm. of like places that I liked. <laughs> the USS mountains that look like boobs. No, I like those mountains. But I had like one time I wrote a I wrote a spaceship story in high school, and I had a ship called the the USS Hood, you know, <laughs> Mount Hood. Yeah. I had one called like the Abiqua, the Columbia, the Willamette. Yeah. Um. Just shit like that. Which are uh, rivers and streams and creeks that yeah rivers and shit. Um, I don't. Th- I generally don't think that anybody like. I'm not a fucking naming authority on ships just because I made names up when I was <laughs> in high school. But I wrote a report on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why Contact's a great movie. <laughs> 
Does the little ship thing they have in contact have a name? Uh, I honestly don't know. If if it does, it was never like a, a centerpiece of the movie. I think my edition of Contact is also first edition. The yeah. book. Oh, yeah, like original like first edition? Yeah, you want me to go get it? Yeah, go get it. Um... Oh, it's hardcover, so that's a good that's a good sign. Yeah. Let's find out. Actually, I don't know. I've always meant to look in there and see. I mean, it's hardcover, so I mean, first editions are generally hardcover. Yeah, but... But they not every hardcover is first edition. Yeah, exactly. Copyright 1985. Well, when was this published? Uh... Really? The book's that old? Yeah. You know, this might actually be a 1985 book in just really good condition. Yeah, no, I mean... That's the only date I'm seeing on here at all. I mean, I've taken care of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, I gotta clean it and give it those. No, I mean, I just let it sit on my shelf and I don't disturb it. I don't disturb its slumber. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah, the book was written in... Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look up a way and see. I mean, don't, don't, don't first editions generally say first edition? Not always. Oh. This doesn't say one way or the other. If like, it's like second printing. Or, yeah, a lot of books will say or maybe like second it does. printing or third printing or fourth yeah. printing. And maybe it does in some other kind of way. But, yeah, it's, it's if it is a first edition, that's incredibly good condition. Well, it's sat on two people's shelves its entire life, Oof. mine being one of them. Who's the other person? I'd rather not say. I'll tell you off air. Okay. If that's okay. I don't give a shit. I mean... You could have just made up a name. I wouldn't have questioned you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Where are we at? Forty-five minutes, forty seconds. I think we should call it good because apparently my dog is still trying to fight coyotes. Yeah, not a problem. I feel like that's a pretty good episode. We uh, talked about a lot of shit. That was good. I don't think we were <laughs> when we first put play. I was like, great. What are we going to talk about? We already talked about everything. He's got to go. He's got to go for it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I think you guys can uh, get a hold of us. Um, in the usual channels, email duel at airpodcast.com, twi- uh, Twitter uh, at duel of taints. You can uh, call us at 657 3835. Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash airpodcast, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Kane, final words? It's a trap. It's space! Where no one can hear you scream. <laughs> it's about a spaceship. I think instead of infinite space, infinite terror, it should have been a spaceship that went to hell and then came back. <laughs> yes. I think we talked about it. like one of our first episodes was, was about this. Yeah, episode two. Oh, or fuck. No, no. All right, it's episode three. I think episode one, episode one is called Podcast Pleasure Pack. Episode two is called Park After Dark. Yeah, and the, then episode the three. The episode, yeah. <laughs> I still remember that joke. It's one of my best ones. <laughs> 
Yeah, one of oh. your best ones. That's great. And then I think episode three was called About a Spaceship That Went to Hell and Then Came yeah. Back. <laughs> <laughs> That's just us. We rehash things, you know, every few months. Whatever. Who cares? Motherfucking Smodcast is talking about Hitchbot again. I know. Talking about Bad News Bears again. Talking about fucking Scan DC again. I know. The Smodcast has gone downhill, I think. They, they need to go back to other stuff. Like, I'm tired of all the Canada stuff. It's starting to get annoying. Canada's cool, but... And I feel okay in saying this, because I've, I've, like, Smodcast me, like, a lot. I've been time. listening to it for a long time, dude. Nothing has been funnier than motherfucking... Uh, Harry Potter. Oh, the, the the Harry Potter episode. Um, Harry Potter and the Hefty Swallows are the funniest, best one. Yeah. But then there's other episodes. Oh, there's talk great about ones. The, like, one of my favorite episodes is when they talk about Slipner, which is yeah. Odin's <laughs> horse, like his eight-legged horse. Oh, and then they had the whole conversation about how, like, dude, like, what if you were just some rich fuck? Like, could you buy... Because they were talking about, like, the world of the worlds thing when they read it on the radio and people lost their minds. Yeah. And they're like, well, you couldn't do that today. You couldn't do that today because you could just turn on another channel. And so then Kevin Smith was like, well, what if you bought airtime at the same time on every... TV station it's in theoretically America. possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Scott was like, really? Like, I don't know if you could afford that. <laughs> like, and he's like, no, no, I'm just saying, like, this is how you could do it. It's <laughs> here, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the one that's really awesome is another good episode where they uh, he talks about how he went to go get a physical and the female doctor. Oh, God. And he's like, I was thinking about you, Scott. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> you have the perfect scrotum. <laughs> you and that word. <laughs> Uh, there's some good classic episodes. <laughs> so anyways, uh... Yeah. I want to... I, I need to... I wish I could remember how to say it's a trap in Spanish. I'd be like... Por que, niño? <laughs> it's a trapo! <laughs> it's a trapo! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's like the most like the racist. most blatantly racist like impression of a Mexican ever. <laughs> Yo, senor, <laughs> would you like a taco? <laughs> trying to say it's a trap in Spanish, and we're like, it's a trapo. <laughs> it's a trampa. Trampa. Trampa is trap. No, trampa. Yeah. We're gonna go for a trampa through the woods. It's a trampa! <laughs> I actually like, I prefer trampa. <laughs> I prefer the racist way to go about it. <laughs> the racially insensitive, well, you know, way to say trap is trampa. Uh, trampa! You gotta say it like that too. They call me Cuban Pete. I'm the king of our rumba beat. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> it's from uh, it's old uh, I Love Lucy's thing. Oh, it's in Beetlejuice. It's uh, oh, no, or no, not Beetlejuice. Uh, the Mask with Jim Carrey. Well, what's the one she does to at the very end of Beetlejuice? Too? Oh, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Uh, you're right. It's not. You're right. It is. Um, that got me, You're right. All right, it's Trump. It's from Trumpa. <laughs> <laughs> Trapo. Caliente. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>